So, Joe, <laughs> you and I have got some fucked up shit to work through. <laughs> we could do some couples therapy Ooh, That sounds something. great. BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor specializing in issues that you want to talk about. Get help at your own time and on your own pace. Schedule a secure video and phone sessions and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Food for Thought listeners, you get 10% off your first month with discount code THOT. If you've been wanting to talk, get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash THOT. Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gap fest where a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, our identity, culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought, like water off a thought's back. Um, I'm Tommy Teebs Pico. I'm an indigenous American poet, screenwriter. I could suck the color out of a marble. And last night, CBD saved my life. Oh, I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer. I'm a professional biologist and an amateur proctologist. Mm. I'm Fran. I'm a writer. I'm an editor. And, you know... We're here recording in Los Angeles, and y'all are too hot. It's just, it makes me mad. I can't, I can't deal with this. So it, stupid. It's true here. Trade is everywhere. Hi, y'all. I'm Dennis Norris II, <laughs> and I'm a reader, a writer, a former figure skater. And let it be known, when given the option, I will always supersize it, okay? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, that was the whitest girl you've ever seen. In. <laughs> Listen. Uh, D, um, uh, uh, talk about this. Will you tell us what's on the menu? Tell us what's on the menu, D. It's a good menu. On tonight's episode, we start with a rousing, romping edition of our thought favorite, Homo Nim. <laughs> Your girl, D, that's me, brings you a story of Dungeon Dick. We answer the proverbial question Is it better to get mediocre local dick or travel for good dick? And for dessert, we rev your rear engines. Oh, oh that was good. Take it away. Mwah. <laughs> buck, 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 peacock. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm feeling a little peckish. Uh, I think it's time to start the top of this show the way any good top should, with a little tease, our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Boosh. And to amuse our booshes, <laughs> Fran got a game for us today. That's right. This week we're bringing back a favorite game of mine called a homonym. Mm. So for all those non-word nerds out there, a homonym is a thing when two similar sounding words uh, are, are have different meanings. And you know we're gonna do our own take on that, and we're gonna we're gonna put together a list of similar sounding cultural forms and objects, mm. and we as a group are going to decide which is the most homosexual <laughs> <laughs> i.e. the best i.e. the best it's semen or a semen actually in a lot honestly in a lot of cases it's like not the best it's really but, not it's, but it's the gayest one um so first up we have christian siriano christian bale christian louboutin and christian faith <laughs> <laughs> i've got to start with christian louboutin because who doesn't love a red bottom <laughs> I am a red bottom. Hello. <laughs> and so, I love you. Honestly, Slightly ginge. Here's the thing, though. Christianity is so gay. Gay! Like, I truly, was literally going to say right. I mean, the robes, the Father, Son, and the Holy what? The BDSM The BDSM Jesus. So, like, he was so into that just, whipping, He's just like, he's like up there, and he's like, penetrate me. Oh, Stick my God! Stick a sword in me. Jesus, Jesus is <laughs> I we're on we're burning right now. <laughs> Literally going to hell. <laughs> and we're ready for it. French fries. <laughs> oh god. French Stewart. Dennis wrote this one. <laughs> French kissing. French dressing. Uh, ew. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go with the one some future French fry. That's all I gotta say about that. I mean, get yourself some Not frosty French to Stewart. dip it into, but that's what it is. Love. Maybe maybe French kissing with a French fry dipped in French dressing in your mouth <gasps> as you French kiss. Someone. Yes, exactly. Oh, oh, what if you're what if you do it like Lady in the Tramp style? Yeah, no, oh, oh, the ends of the God. yeah. That, there it is. That's the gayest answer. Um, I. <laughs> Tennis. I've always had a little bit of a thing for French Stewart and all his weirdness. Oh. It's very weird, but it's 
True. So you're French kissing French Stewart with yeah. French fries with French dressing. Yeah. Also, it's very yeah. weird, but it's true. Is your memoirs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are exactly right. <laughs> Next up, we have Ezra Klein, Ezra mm. Miller, Ezra Koenig, as the lead singer of Vampire Weekend. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh. Who is pretty gay? <laughs> he's got a pretty faggy voice. He's got a faggy voice. He's not actually gay, but like he dresses gay, and I think he has a gay sensibility. You know, mm-hmm. like I respect mm. homosocial. Mm. I think Ezra Miller like wants to be extremely homosexual, but it's just weird. I can't. I can't vote for Ezra Miller because he made that f- film about the cop. What was the? He yeah, made a, he made a film about Darren Wilson. Oh god, yeah. four minute right. from, from, the, no. from the killer's perspective. He wanted yeah. to see it from the other guy's side or whatever. Fuck you, Ezra Miller. Yeah, You're kidding. He literally is literally apologized for it. Like, yeah. come on, bro. I, yeah. Well, has anyone even really called him out on it? I only heard a little bit about that. Twitter did, but no one yeah. else. Mm. I like it when Twitter goes beyond Twitter. But yeah, so Ezra Klein. Happy days, happy the song, happy families, happy endings. <laughs> happy endings! <laughs> you know, I feel like a happy ending makes a happy day. And, and a, a happy, happy family. family. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, but that fucking Pharrell song is so gay. It is really gay. I don't even need that song. It's it's gay because it's really fucking annoying. It is. is. You guys, my my mom has this thing on her phone where every time she gets a text message, it plays a whole ring back. And Uh that that song is one of them. And so when she gets like seven text messages in a row, it's like, because I'm happy, because I'm happy, because it is hell on earth. Moms love that song. Moms love that song. My mother texted me telling me she wants that to be the first song we dance to at my wedding. No. <laughs> no. I said, with kind regards, mother, I would rather die. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I used to work at the Harlem Children's Zone, and they did this video that might be on YouTube where they literally got their almost all of their 2,000 employees to shoot scenes of them and their students dancing to Happy. And it just made me think about the narrative that people used to have that like the slaves were happy and I was just like I can't mm-hmm. I can't fuck with this song mm-hmm. I just can't it's just it's burned in my head so crappy if you will <laughs> <laughs> well, can we make that a song yes. because I'm the crappy, crappy. <laughs> <laughs> the theme of food for thought yeah. <laughs> yes. Monique Monique Hart Monique Lulier how do you pronounce that Lulier Lulier <laughs> <laughs> Moaning. <laughs> is 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 Monique Lily Layla? Who is, is that? that a, Monique Lily a fashion icon designer. Actually, mm. oh, okay. great. Monique Lily. Isn't it like wedding? Isn't it like a bridal designer? Yeah, or? yeah. She's like a competitor to like a Vera Wang. Interesting. So not only bridal stuff, but that's where you hear about it the most, probably. I know Monique is like a little problematic, but like I feel like she's really culturally gay. Oh, when yeah. she ta- had that joke about getting her ass eat, that was the funniest <laughs> joke ever. <laughs> Queer canon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Agreed. And she- also anal sex. Oh, first of all, the the the, the joke was about um, performing analingus on her partner, mm-hmm. uh, on a man, on a straight man, and then the other one was about getting anal, and she was like, "That horrible shit, that horrible and disgusting shit." But I like it now. <laughs> <laughs> love her because she just tells the truth her the name of her comedy special is I could have been your cellmate yep and like I I was just like I fuck with you Say I've watched no it five times mm. it's it's amazing I gotta go with moaning though personally yeah me moaning. too moaning oh yeah of course oh you guys I hooked up with this guy here in LA who like has a voice like this kind of like down here but as soon as you get him moaning good it goes ah and it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was that like, like he's in trouble. The best. That sounds like oh, he fell down. It was so good. <laughs> I love chin. being that bitch. <laughs> I do. Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> Carrie Washington, carrying. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad wordplay. Don't come from my crown, though. <laughs> the gays love a carry. The gay do loves a, the gays a do love a carry. Nice carry. You know, Carrie Bradshaw. I mean, also though, really. I mean, I, mean, I feel like. Uh, Carrie Bradshaw isn't like every gay it's like the Joe breed of gay correct yes, they uh-huh. are truly mm-hmm. they need you so much yeah. and, uh-huh. and Carrie no. Washington yeah. you know that 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 sad face she makes uh, the, the, the tremble that, that she does she, like, mm-hmm. yeah that's that's gay the that's tremble okay. is, is so gay absolutely gay <laughs> Carrie is her gayest though when she is in that episode where she dates the bisexual and at the the resolution of the episode is like well I'm a homophobe call me all <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, truly, she kissed Alanis Morissette. Oh my God, I love that episode. Um, We have Garlic Garçon 
Garfield. <laughs> Tommy. I hate this one. Tommy. Garfield. <laughs> Garfield. Do the voice, Tommy. Do the voice. Um, it's going to go straight to my five thoughts, John. But I flood, I flood the group chat with very inappropriate Garfield being. Garfield poured me. I'm always like, where did this come from? And the look on Garfield's face in them. We'll post it in the show notes. Disgusting. No, Just we will one. Not. Just no, we one. Will not. Just one. Nope. Garfield's got some um, knockers. <laughs> and do some the of them. Tell me do the some of Garfield's got some. Um, <laughs> Who wants to I just have to say garçon because I love a waiter. Mm. I love to be like served. They don't like being called that. Do they really? They yeah, don't. It means boy. Oh, I didn't. It's like oh, being like waiter. Boy. It's like wow. I garçon means boy. Oh, oh I didn't. Yeah. It's very. It's a very insulting wow. thing to say. I literally looked it up the other day, and it just, I'm insult- the definition that I saw was waiter. But it's a pejorative. Yeah, no. I'm insulted that you know that. French. So <laughs> maybe in don't bring French into this space. Mais pourquoi pas? Stop well, it! <laughs> never mind. I guess I have to choose Garfield. Then. We have holy water, holy mountain, holy matrimony, holes. <laughs> You people are just disgusting. <laughs> oh, what sorry, I'm like looking at them. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking someone's holes at Holy Mountain, which is a, a circuit party in New York. In New York City. How are you gonna, you of all people, not gonna choose Holy Matrimony, Joe? True. <laughs> I do love matrimony. Marriage is super gay. <laughs> it's the um, greatest. I like, like truly. It, it is. I like my own holes, so. Oh. I like holes. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Tommy just fell out of his chair. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Padma Lakshmi Ugh. or Padma Amidala, played by and Natalie, Natalie Portman, Portman in yeah. Star Wars. Oh. What about Pad Thai? Pad Thai, <laughs> yeah, so slithery and gay. It's it's a very good meal for mm-hmm. before you bottom. It's very bad for you, so it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> I do love some Pad Thai. Personally, I feel like Padma Lakshmi is it's just so an arbiter love, of queer culture. Oh, God, I love just her. Totally. I love her. She's my goddess. Yeah, she's like she's literally really like a beacon right now. It's very interesting. I love She's it. Perfect. And her <laughs> interview with a uh, uh, fellow Forever Dog podcast, Las Culturistas, was lit. It was so good. Mm-hmm. She like talked all about uh, coming up like in gay clubs and stuff like that. And she funny. talked about Mariah Carey. And her no! movie with yes! her was amazing. <laughs> Glenn Close, Ooh. Glenn Armstrong, you go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> you, you go, go Glenn, Glenn Coco! Coco! Oh, you Shout go. out to Glenn Coco! Y'all are being disrespectful to Glenn Close. <laughs> okay, she raised you. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, we have Cole Sprouse, Cole Porter, Collins. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need to start having, like approving these shits because... <laughs> Cole Porter's Colin, maybe? Cole Port Nicole Sprouse is Colin. <laughs> yeah, I would take Cole Sprouse is Colin. <laughs> um, hi, Cole Sprouse. What if like hi. colons became like a part of our dirty talk? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, finger right my colon, in, right in your colon. Get the, but it's more the, the rectum. rectum. You only fuck um, the, the rectum. Colon, but then if they got that big D, maybe you're just like <laughs> ram it under my colon. <laughs> 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 you say it's wreck my colon, Dad. I want to lose the inab- I want to have the inability to like withhold my bowels. <laughs> oh my god, I am a rosebud. Your colon Ew. is so tight. <laughs> uh. I can feel the soft muscles undulating. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That will shrivel a dick. <laughs> but Cole Sprouse, wow. if you ever want to come out of the closet, like truly, like I will be here for you. Like. I yeah. 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 Fran put it. his cookie duster on you. For our next segment, we're going to do an impure thought that's a slutty, salacious story from our personal sex archives with Dennis Norris II. Oh, I thought you were going to call D our personal sex archive nah. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you never know. Um, You guys. Okay. So... Here's the thing. Uh, This entire story happened um, at a time when I was on a break from my boyfriend. We had um, 
had some problems that we thought were maybe irreconcilable. And so we were on a break and I was thotting it up. Um, it was in my second, my first or second year living in New York City mm-hmm. and I was just like ready to go. Oh, prime thought territory. Prime, mm-hmm. yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you get there and you're just like, Mah! That and you're New ready. York, this yep. is what I refer to as a slut bender. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. to, I like to call it a tram page. Oh, oh nice. I love a tram page. <laughs> um, it was tram page of the summer of 2013. Yes. So, I was I was sitting at home and this guy messages me on Grinder, and he's really hot. He's like this like muscular white guy with a bunch of tattoos. We like have a nice quick interaction, and he's like, "I am hosting in Carroll Gardens." Um, at this point, I was living in Park Slope, so it was a really easy like um, it was a really easy like maybe fifteen minute walk. So it's like eleven p.m. at night. I leave my apartment. I have a nice casual jaunt to Carroll Gardens. <laughs> a jaunt. Hello. And um and I get there and he's he's a ground level apartment. The lights are all dark. That that doesn't mean anything to me because I'm just like I mean we're here to have sex. We don't need to have the lights on. And okay. so we we I get in, he closes the door. We chit chat for like a minute in the dark? In the dark. Okay. And then he says, "So actually um you should just know this isn't my apartment." Oh, interesting. Twist. And I was like, I was like, okay. Um, And I was, I, I really kind of didn't think anything of it. I was like, this is, this is fine. And so he says, there's, there's like a, there's like a bedroom on the first floor. And so that's why I'm thinking we're going. And then he's like, oh, that's not where it's happening. He's like, and he points to the basement because, because this is a two floor apartment, but it's on the ground floor. And he says, oh, we're going to have, he's like, oh, we're going to go down there. And I'm like, okay, that's like fine or whatever. And so we like take a couple steps and then he pauses and he turns around. <clears throat> and he says, um, so I should say one other thing. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, my friend is is, is down there <gasps> and asked if he could watch us. Wow. And wow. N- had, you having had no, you had no idea. You know, all the way up until no idea. this very moment. No idea. <clears throat> no idea. My friend. He mm-hmm. he like said nothing i did i it did occur to me at that moment i was like this is like wild because you set this whole thing up and never made any kind of effort to like make it clear to me that there's another person here yeah that's not cool um and that's like not cool but i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna try to like i'm gonna go with it um the room is it feel it felt to me like like a sex room like Oh, like, like a, a designated dungeon. sex room. It's so like the first, a dungeon. It's a, well, it's it is in the basement, but it's it's not dark. There's a light on. So his phone is over by the window, and I can hear the grinder sound going, like beeping, just oh like my a lot. God. And so I more people like, might be showing up. This is haunting. that didn't even occur to me. But uh, I was just like, what? I was like, 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 wow, that's a lot of messages. Like I've never got like my grinder doesn't make that many messages in one moment. Like even if someone's and he had texting it on me when you were there, that's kind of tacky. It's tacky. Yeah. Yes. So he has turn it on your, when I'm there. Turn it on. I know, for God's Mm -hmm. sake. Then I get I get closer to the bed and I see there's a computer, there's a laptop like on the edge of the bed, like the foot of the bed, and it's playing live cam porn. And there's like a black guy with a huge dick like jerking off. And so his friend has like waved hello to me and like introduced himself (laughs) to me, but is like watching this. Can I get you anything? And by the way, the friend is naked. Oh, wow. And I see his dick, and he's got a really big dick. So I was like, okay. Into it. Like, like let's, you know, whatever. Um, and, and I'm remembering, and he's supposed to, like, watch us. So um, that happens. and so, But I'm looking around the whole space, and I'm like, this is a lot. But, you know, like... I want to try new things. Like, I want to try new things. I want to be adventurous. To be completely honest, I probably would have done the same thing. Like, I think I would have bullied myself into it and been like, you know what? Yeah, this will be a story. I want it. I like exciting ventures. Yeah, yeah. And and you don't want to go through life saying no, say yes. Come on, you got this. You're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Shonda Rhimes said say yes. Shonda Rhimes said say yes. yes. So, I... I do not in any way blame this on Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> By the way, I just, did. I just like, like I was like, I want to say yes, I want to try new things. So, I, so I, I get to the bed, and the hot one comes up behind me. He wraps his arms around me. He starts like kissing me. Then he turns me around and sort of bends me over on the bed, and he pulls down my pants and he starts eating my ass. Oh, all right, that's a good start. How that's you a do? Great yeah. Start. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And I am like, thank God. <laughs> Because it's my favorite 
I've talked about before. Like, it's my favorite sex act, sex act to receive is it to have something. Feels is, is, is yeah, it feels pretty fucking It feels amazing. Good. I mean, and it's helping. Somebody lays it down on you and you're just like, yes. Yes. It like makes me feel like there's a halo around my ass. I don't know. I, I feel I angelic. I could see your halo. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's what Beyonce was really singing about. <laughs> Kidding. So. Um, and it, it makes me feel more calm and it like kind of brings me back down to feeling like, okay, like I can do this. This is like cool. Mm. Yeah. I do love the, the soothing quality of getting your ass eaten. Mm. Yeah. Therapy. Soothing. Mm. Makes me feel safe. Warm inside. So <laughs> then he like sort of gently is like, okay, like get, like you should like get on the bed. And I'm like, okay. And then his friend, his friend goes, can I kiss you? And like I think the friend is kind of hot, so I was. And you like, said he had a big dick, and he so had a big dick. Like, all right, okay. So I was like, okay, we're doing this. As I'm like kind of beginning to explore this guy's dick, they start talking about me, oh, and he first no. he starts moaning, which I'm like, okay, that's like hot. Yeah. And then the guy who's eating my ass like pokes seems to poke his head up out of my ass and just says, to take a it, break, take yeah, a break from like, eating, take a break. And he goes, "Is it good? It, like, oh, is is he good? Like, are you liking that?" And the friend goes, yeah, I am. And then he goes back to eating my ass. And then the friend says, he's way better than the last one. Oh, my God. And I was like, uh-huh. huh, okay. So then he asks me to, like, play with his asshole. And so I do, I, I, I like, kind of stick my finger there. And I come across <gasps> a metal, a round metal, um, Oh. Like I know, like, I thought this was going to be like, dingleberries. Dingleberries. Well, it's like it, it's like it's like it's like a, a tool plug. that you yes, and you could and it's what you would use at the end of a butt plug to pull to pull it out. Yeah. Um. I guess I, I had never seen a metal one, and I was just like, wait, what? It was like, what's happening? He's like, oh yeah, that's um. He's like, yeah, it's a metal butt plug, and I've had it in my ass for the last three hours. Wow. Okay. And I was like, okay. Everybody got to live. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, that's, you 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 do you. Yeah, that's yeah, what I told myself. But I had never, I had just never encountered that. And then the friend got up, and he went to go get a condom. And so he comes back, and as he rips open the condom, I take Big Dick's dick out of my mouth, and I sit up, and I was just like, it was like this entire experience came to a head, and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna stop this. Because I need to go home. <laughs> Good for you. I was like, this is this is a lot. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I need to go home. Uh-huh. You, you, your your kettle had started boiling. You were like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. It was something something about finding finding the butt plug and hearing the condom wrapper, and I just was like, you know what? This is not a situation the, that I'm ready the to fact be that in. That it was in for three hours. Mm. Yeah, there was something, and I mean, the porn was still playing. The grinder was still going. I was just like, this is a lot for me. This chorus of things <laughs> is really yes. just I'm so yes, hard right now. You guys, <laughs> I've is, had a butt plug in for the last is three Joe's hours. Oh my god. So. <laughs> So is it that it was like impersonal or I think that was a part of it. The the way that they started talking about me as though I wasn't there while that happened was a part of it. The oh. gotcha um, of it. The is gotcha kinda, is the fucked up thing. That's and, really and, fucked and, up. And the gotcha thing, I could I really couldn't like I was trying to get past it's that. It's And I was and I I was like I like it came back to me that like that's not okay. So I was like, we ha- I, I have to go home. And they're for, they're like, Oh, are you sure? Like, is there anything we can do to like make you feel more comfortable? And I was just like no, I just need to go home, mm-hmm. and it's late, and and this was true. I was like, I I do have friends staying with me. Like, I just I, this is you know I was wasn't expecting this. Like, I should go home. So well, it's not I like, like you were you were expecting to walk into. I mean, the thing about like a hookup is like it's not like you're you're there thinking that it's going to be like the most perfect experience or that like it's right. going to be your, the next love of your life. But at least like I don't know. It sounds like you you were into and you you got into it for a type of intimate experience and got like basically a porn set. Yeah. 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 Yes, that's what it felt like. I that's exactly what it felt like. Like I well I at the very base of it I was expecting one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I was like I was <laughs> expecting one person. I didn't. I don't think I said that in that moment. I just was like this is. I just wasn't expecting this like I'm not ready so I like I like put on my shirt I like put on my pants um and it's like it's like May or June so I don't need to put on a coat and I like maybe pick up my bag and as I'm about to walk out the one guy says the one who's on the bed says to me well like you should just know this like you should be very careful about like everything because you're he's like you're not like a big guy and um you know, if you were to go to someone's house, you know, to hook up and you 
said stop, like there might be men who would not let you stop, who would like uh, keep what you there. What the fuck? Yeah. This message comes from iHeartRadio sponsor, Mercury Insurance. If you're looking to save some money, you should really think about getting a quote from Mercury because Californians save an average of $677 with Mercury. It's quick and easy, and in just a few minutes, you might find you could save a lot of money on your auto and home insurance. Plus, Mercury was named one of America's best insurance companies by Insure.com four years in a row. Low rates, big discounts, great insurance. Go to mercuryinsurance.com today to get a quote. It's crazy how much we have to pay for outdated, impersonal health care, and even crazier that we all just accept it. It's time to face facts. Healthcare is backwards. Luckily, there's Forward, a new approach to primary care that's surprisingly personal and refreshingly straightforward. Forward never makes you feel like just another patient. Backed by top-rated doctors and the latest tech, Forward gives you access to personalized care whenever you need it. Using in-depth genetic analysis and real-time blood work, Forward's top-rated doctors provide you with in-depth insights to better understand your genetics, mental, and physical health. They then create custom, easy-to-understand plans to help guide you to achieving long-term health. With Forward, you get unlimited in-person visits with your doctor and access to care anytime via the Forward app, all for one flat monthly fee. It's time to stop accepting backwards health care and start moving your health forward. Visit GoForward.com today to learn more. That's GoForward.com. Get ready for a gloves-off spin on the Classic Advice Show with the Dear Chelsea podcast. Join comedian Chelsea Handler and her assistant slash confidant slash co-host Brandon Marlowe on the podcast that offers unvarnished, hilarious, and empowering advice to people from all walks of life. Drawing from her own experiences, Chelsea brings a fresh perspective to help listeners become the person they wish they could be. Instinctively, I would always tell everybody to just like reach for their dreams and, and go for it and take a huge risk in life. It's a weekly dose of in-your-face, unfiltered Chelsea. Oh, I've never wanted to be a mom, mm-hmm. but I could kill it as a divorcee dad. With insights and balance from Brandon along the way. And Brandon is like my little sidecar, aren't you? I am. I'm just here for moral support and a different perspective at times. Yeah, he's more reasonable than I am, so you might want to listen to what he says. Listen to Dear Chelsea on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Couric, here to tell you that my podcast, Next Question, is back with a whole new season. New guests, new topics, same curious me. My next question. My next question. My next question. So here's my next question. I want to talk about all the things, like how we're going to get to a post-COVID world. Can you even imagine it? how to heal from the trauma of this year, and how to find and share joy despite it all. Join me for season three of Next Question with Katie Couric. New episodes every Thursday. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And at that point, I was like, okay, I have to go. And I like walked and and they were like, text us when you get home so that you're okay, so that we know you're okay. And I was like, I will not. What a what a bizarre thing to be like, well, you better watch out because you're a small guy and like something like this could happen to you. The thing that we just did to you. You know, like right. the, what? like we like we didn't have to we didn't have to yeah, the implication, like, listen to you. The implication, the implication is it's like a threat. we could make you stay yes. if we wanted you. Yeah. If we wanted you. Yeah. It's a threat. Yeah. yeah. It was it was bonkers. Um I thought about it the whole way home. I actually did something that I almost never do like Towards the end of my walk, I like um, actually started crying a little bit, like on the yeah. way home, because I, w- I, as all of that like started emotional stimuli started yeah. rolling in. I, w- I, w- I was like, th- yeah, I was like, I was like, they coerced me into this situation that I didn't want to be in. They threatened me when I when I did what I wanted to do, um, which was stop it. And I should have like really, I should have done that from the beginning. But I was like trying to like go with being fun and like yeah. trying new things. And I was in a moment where I was trying new things. Like having sex for me was a new thing. So I was trying new things. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all of that, and also just, you're like, second guessing yourself because ha- yep. having lost your virginity. So like I'm sure there was some complicated feelings about sex in general. Yes, and it's this dialogue with yourself is like, is this not okay, or am mm. I not okay? Yes, you know, do I yes. not like this thing, or is this thing bad? Yeah, you know, and like, and like, if I don't like this thing, is that like 
okay or is that mm-hmm. um weird am i like being too prude like i've been really prude in a lot of ways so and i'm trying to like break free break free of that also there was like there were questions of i was dealing at that moment with a lot of questions of desirability am i hot enough am i sexy enough the guy who messaged me on grinder like he was hot in a way that i like like by that point i i had certainly hooked up with guys who looked like that but maybe not very many so like there were a lot of insecurities there and um you know it was two white guys and like that was a little bit of a thing because i was like like on my knees in the middle of them in this like coercive situation so it was a really complicated thing so i did i had a little cry on the way home it was a good like 15 minute walk but i like got back home and um and like went to bed my friends who were visiting me were already in bed because by this point it was it had to be like close to 1 a.m um but the thing that i took away from that the most was um, that was when, like, first of all, how easy it is for us to sometimes allow ourselves to be coerced into things that we don't want to do, mm-hmm. um, in all kinds of contexts and areas in our lives, but especially when, around sex and sexuality. Um, and the second thing was, I, it was like, I really told myself, I was like, after this, like, no is not going to be a word that is ever far from my mouth mm-hmm. or like stop, mm-hmm. which I think is the word that I actually said. I was like, we have to stop this. Like, like, I am never going to second-guess myself again mm-hmm. when that thought crosses my mind when I'm having an interaction. Like, mm. it is completely okay. I did nothing wrong. Like, and, and like, my safety and my comfort is really important. Um, but it kind of took that experience to kind of get me there. It's, like, something that you're told a lot through your life, but it was, like, kind of going through that that made me be, like, like because I mm-hmm. don't want something worse to happen, so... That was a really important moment for me. It was when you made the, you, the moment of making a vow to yourself. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. important. So important in navigating the world. So important in navigating, like, sex. Yeah. 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 It's a way that I can protect myself, you know? Do you guys text people when you're going to do a hookup? Like, text a good I friend and be like, always, check in on me in yeah, an hour. I send phone numbers. I Same. send addresses. Same. Just in screen case. Cap, just I screen cap case. all of those yeah, things yeah, yeah. and send it to yeah. a friend just, just for safety. Yeah. You know, at that time in my life, I actually did a lot of that. After that, I I've I, since then I've done far less actually traveling when I when I do hook up on an app and more often I'm inclined to be like I'm gonna like like I, like come to my place and then that just makes me feel safer even though I don't know that it actually is much safer but it makes me feel safer mm-hmm. um, and you know my friends know where I live right <laughs> so, yeah but I think that's a really good practice thank you baby see y'all that Everlang glow up. Mm-hmm. Oh, was People keep cute. telling me how well dressed I am these days. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> it was free. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. I will say um, that Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. And they tell you their real costs so you know you're never overpaying. Essentials like their cotton crew neck t-shirt are exactly what they should be. Simple, stylish, and made from quality materials. Did anybody get like underwear or I got some t-shirts? Ooh, yeah, I got love a basic. You know what? Mm. Yeah, I got my favorite though is the shorts. I got I got the drawstring shorts. I got the button shorts. They look like they were made specifically for my body. Mm-hmm. It feels luxe. I got the kind of off white oh one gosh, so that yes. like I don't have to worry about getting too many things on it. I but love that. yeah, I y'all I bought cashmere. I got oh, oh, wow. that is a glow up. Osmondson, who never buys anything nice for himself, got cashmere, and it's just like I want to be buried in it. Mm. I um got the only flat that I will ever wear, which is their black mule flat, and it is so cute and sexy. And when I have to take off my high heels, it's like therapy for my feet. Oh, mm. wow. Everlane's timeless essentials are just what you're looking for. No frills. Just quality. And right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com slash T-H-O-T. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com slash T-H-O-T. Everlane.com slash T-H-O-T. So, Joseph. Yeah, hi. We both have crippling anxiety disorder. <laughs> I am shaking as we speak. <laughs> but BetterHelp.com online counseling, it's there for us. I've heard that. Uh, you can go to BetterHelp.com. It makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors specializing in the issues you want to talk about. Like... <laughs> 
De- like depression. Yeah, I've never or heard of stress, <laughs> oh anxiety, trauma, grief. I'm just like listing, listing Literally, these things. I throw like Lexapro they're... up in the air and just my daily dose is how much lands on my tongue. <laughs> Truly, these are the, origi- the original seven deadly sins, I feel. Schedule a video and phone session and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all. This is a truly affordable option for Food for Thought listeners. You get a 10% off on your first month with discount code THOT. If you've been wanting to talk, get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash THOT. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you'll love. One that you can always change. That's betterhelp.com slash THOT. Promo code THOT. Hmm. It's time we got to the meat of our discussion, the thought process spelled T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T. And this week, I wanted to talk about traveling while queer. Mm. Um, speaking of traveling for a hookup and all that kind of stuff, I, you know, oftentimes we talk about, like when we talk about going home, we talk about the experience of home, or we, you know, we show up to our live shows and we're all ornamented and, and outfitted and peacocking and all that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I kind of want to talk about also the 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 in-between, the the juncture in between those two spaces, the the um the distance, the subway, uh, the in between the safe spaces and the launching pads and the parties and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and, you know, do you feel the need to modulate yourself, your appearance, your affect, your walk, your, 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 your queer, queer birdness or whatever? Um, and I want to get into all of that. And I want to get into a few other things and being abroad and, and, and being a boy and all that kind of stuff. But the first <laughs> question that I want to ask <clears throat> is... Um, when you are on planes, trains, taxi cabs, et cetera, have you ever in your life sat next to a hot person? Because I feel Ugh. like being on the plane, I always want, uh, like, you know, the, the, the people are passing through and I'm just like, I hope it's the hot one. I hope it's the hot one. And it never, Same. It never it is. Never the hot one. On a plane, it's never been the hot one. No. Never, on the, ever. On the subway, it has. And, so, oh. and, and, and he, he was reading a magazine and he wrote his phone number on the magazine and ripped out a page of the magazine and gave it to me. Your life is a fucking rom-com <laughs> and I hate you. <laughs> and you are played yeah. by um, Amy Scarlett Johansson. Oh, my God. I was going to say Meg Ryan. No. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Joe's life is a 90s rom-com. Scarlett Johansson would only play you if you were trans. <laughs> True. Oh my God, that's insane. Yes, I have actually many times. Um, I, I mean, first of all, so to answer your question, um, I mean, I, if, when we're on the subway, I seek out seats. I actually seek out seats across from the hot person, ideally, oh. um, especially because if they're manspreading a little bit, I want to like, I, I want to try to see what I can see. Dennis um, loves manspreading. I, I love I, to manspread. I, I love observing manspreading because it turns me on, but I do understand how awful it is, and if I'm sitting next to it, I'm usually really annoyed. Do you just want to put your head there? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or or sit sit on it. I love sitting on a lap. Um, so there's that. I've been I, I've been lucky enough a few times when I've taken the mega bus to sit next to a really, really hot person. Really? And then it like actually stresses me out. Yes. Mm-hmm. It just stresses me. And it's usually like like a guy who, like it, for all for I, I'm assuming is straight. Right, that's the Maybe question. Maybe they aren't, but um, I'm usually assuming that, that they are. So, um, it's just like a very stressful thing, and on planes, um, on planes, never. It's always they, they walk. They don't have the seat next to me. Mm-hmm. I very consistently sit next to the least hot person <laughs> in any public transportation situation because you know I look great next to them. <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I, I do actually. I mean, I, I I don't think I've ever sat next to a hot person. No. When when traveling, I mean, th- I'm curious about Dennis's question that if you're sitting next to the hot person, what is the likelihood that they're also a homosexual? Mm-hmm. And so, like, w- when traveling, it's even more intricate or delicate, right? Because sometimes cultural cues of queerness. Like, in New York, I feel like I can read faggots, no problem, because we do the eye thing. We, like, do the lock eyes, and then you yeah. do the down up. And the down, just the looking down could be straight. Sounds like a video the, game code. But the down up, <laughs> no, it is. So it's like A, A, B, B, down up, down up, down. Uh, it's like, oh, we're fag- We're both faggots. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I can flirt with you, and I'm not going to get beat up or whatever. But when you're traveling, right. it's even mm-hmm. more like, oh, my God, how do I tell if this person's queer? Exactly. And, and I'm like, and oftentimes, you're just like, if this is not 
not the queer mecca of the city, right. Right. chances are more likely that you're not. And so yep. there is mm-hmm. like a little bit of danger involved oh, totally in that. totally danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I had one time, one time I sat next to the hot person and uh, he was very tall and he had a very big dick because yeah, I could see it through the, I mean, the, oh, the yes, Jesus. And, the pan, and it wasn't even hard. It was just big and soft. Swinging around. Mm-hmm. But he had an emotional support animal um, that had to go into the carry-on space in front of him. So I guess he had bought the seat next to him so that he could have the dog there. Uh, but then they wouldn't let the dog sit on the seat. So he had to put it in front of him. And uh, and, and, that, and like that was sad. And then also just uh, like he seemed like uh, uns- like just like – a very fragile person, and Ooh. it was like mm. the oh, hot. Now I'm turned off. See that that down down, and the hot went away after that. I was like, oh, I'm I was like, don't talk say. to. You. I'm not a dog person at all. No, 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 no shade. If you are, that's fine. Love your dog. Somebody's got to, because I ain't gonna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have a question uh, for you guys. Um, you know, my family growing up, we didn't really travel because we didn't have the money to. What was like travel? Your experience as traveling with your family, like in in your youth. Road trips, I mean, again, so one of the things that I wanted to ask about was road trips. And uh, because, again, oftentimes we're, like, outside of the places where we feel protected or Mm -hmm. protective or whatever. So, like, what? how do you – what is your feeling about the road? Like, are there places that you don't stop? Are there places mm-hmm. that you're scared about getting out of the car? Mm. Like, what's your what is your road trip experience? Well, so, like, like sim- similar to you guys, like, I, as a kid, like, I didn't really fly on planes very often. Mm-hmm. Um, if my family traveled, which they always traveled for the holidays, so I always say that I didn't know what a real vacation was until I went to college, actually. Um, you know, that felt very safe and comfortable, like, traveling on the road with my family. So that was, like, easy. It's funny, now as an adult... I I actually it's not it's not even about so much about like where I'll stop and where I won't stop. I do my best to not have to drive long distances anyway because mm-hmm. I feel so I feel like I'm so visibly queer and I feel very safe um in the major cities that I that I like live in um and like I do, I just like don't trust I don't trust um like the turnpike I don't trust mm-hmm. the highway I don't trust anything and so it's actually a very I, I just try not to do it unless I'm unless I have to so at this point in my life the only time I really do it is usually right after Christmas when I drive my mom and my sister back to Cleveland because of with my mom's health like we we really can't fly so my other sister and I we split up. Um, we split up the responsibility of getting them from Cleveland to New Jersey because mm-hmm. my sister who lives at home with my mom doesn't drive long distances. So my sister who live, my sister Jean who lives in New Jersey, before Christmas will fly out to Cleveland and drive them to New Jersey, and then that way because it's a longer holiday with more time off, my sister who takes care of my mom primarily has more time away from having to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then after the holiday, I drive them back to Cleveland, and then I fly to New York. And so that's the only time, but it's really, really wild because Pen- we're driving through Pennsylvania and it's a really conservative mm-hmm. state. And so, I mean, it is true that all kinds of people um, travel by road. So, like, you actually sometimes see so many different kinds of people um, occasionally, but it's like, you know, you're it's a long drive, you're traveling late at night, you're going into these spaces, and it's like, you don't know who's there. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very complicated thing for me, and that's the mm-hmm. only time I really do it i try not to otherwise it's fun. i um i growing up my family camped because that's <laughs> i mean hotels are very expensive you guys mm-hmm. uh so we camped and i love to camp and i still do i'm a you know fundamentally a rural queer at in my upbringing and spent all of my life up until i came to new york in the country hiking doing shit outside camping so like i feel really protective of that space like i will put my fucking queer faggoty body in that space and if harm and that, that the risk is that harm may come to it and i'm mm. just like fuck it you do not get to steal the outdoors from me uh so i did a road trip from new york to atlanta with my first serious boyfriend and we were so you know he worked at a nonprofit. i was a grad student at the time we were so broke we had to camp and it was scary as fuck it truly mm. was it was like uh you know, driving into these rural campgrounds in like Western Virginia, and it's like run by a person who looks like it could be a person from my hometown, but certainly the assumption is that he's homophobic, and uh, my partner at the time was black, and so also racist. And also, what was really weird in that part of the country, driving through the rural South, is that there were lots of black people there, and there were lots of white people. But the fact that we were together mm-hmm. as a white person yeah. and a black person that made people really uncomfortable mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in many of these rural places. But I was, we were both, we were both very hard-headed people 
And I was just like, you don't get to steal the outside from me. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I would rather be afraid in the place than at home. Like, I will go to the place. Mm, mm. Wow. I don't feel that way. I'm curious to know. So, um, in the story, you described being read as queer, even though you thought you were being discreet. And I'm curious, too, about being read as American mm-hmm. um, in in ways in which I thought. So there's this book um, called American Spy by my best friend, Lauren Wilkinson. Yeah, um, it's coming out this year. I mean, it's out. It's going to it's going to win all the awards. Like she's a fantastic writer and a phenomenal person. And everyone else's um, everyone else's life sucks because they're not her best friend. But I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the book. So it's kind of about uh, a black woman working for the FBI who's recruited by the CIA to infiltrate the um, the inner circle of the leader of a communist country, Burkina Faso, in Africa. Because she wanted to talk about, like, the Cold War, but in African countries. Um, <laughs> and uh, so th- she, and she talks a lot about the conflict or the dissonance that the character feels because she's a black woman who is subject to, like, you know, state violence, mm-hmm. <laughs> having to espouse American interests abroad. Mm-hmm. And also being in an African country, a West African country that is all black and expecting to feel some kind of kinship or home Mm -hmm. and finding that she was further othered, not by her skin color, but by her nationality. She's immediately read as American. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about living in Berlin. I lived in Berlin in um, 2013, 2012, actually 2012. And, 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 and being like, I'm, and walking around and being in a city, and I had lived in, in Paris at the time, and this happened there too, but I had a specific memory of being in Montbijou Park, which is, I think, in Prince Lauerberg, if my memory serves me right, um, and sitting there and watching these couples dance and just and feeling not just alone, but feeling so American. Mm. Like I walked, I mean, I wasn't talking to anybody. Obviously, if I opened my mouth, they would know that yeah. I didn't speak German, but feeling like my body was American mm-hmm. and how fucked up that felt to me because I am an indigenous person. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. identify as really as an American when I'm in this country. This country has tried so hard yes. to eradicate yeah. people like me. And yet I am this thing. Mm-hmm. It was so such a dissonant feeling. I'm curious if any of you have felt that before. I, this is so antithetical to like how I actually feel right now. But like a lot of the time I really feel very happy and proud to be an American, Mm. not at this particular cultural moment. Um, but I do, I, I, when I lived in London for eight or nine months, I really realized how much I love this country. Mm. Um, Mm. This was in a pre-Trump era, obviously. And um, I just, you know, there are just so many things about the way that humans interact over here than when they do, where they they do over there that was just so fundamentally more personable. Mm. Um, Mm. So, and so... C- candid and weird and it's it's I can't really put my finger on it but there's a punctum with it, with which Americans conduct themselves that I just uh, love and I am proud to ha- wield that attitude but I also just like love American shit like I love shitty like Amer- like 24 hour American diners and I love Trader Joe's oh, and my I Trader love Joe's Target and you know like uh, there's so stupid things that I love that are American and I love our shitty American food and hamburgers and hot dogs and I mean I just yeah. I also think there's something about being home that like traveling really reminds you why it's important to be home I lived in France from 2005 to 2006 after college uh, I speak pretty good French uh, and it got better the year that I was there, obviously. Um, So people didn't tag me as American for that reason. But even then, I was like very uh, a political leftist and was really critical of like neoliberal American policy, both at home and abroad. And I found myself in this really weird position where because French people were so anti-American, I sort of had to like, I was kind of like, had this gut reaction where I'm like defending America. But then I'm like, I don't don't want to defend America. I don't want to defend America. And like, like I, you know, I made friends there that had very similar politics in mind, like lefty people doing organizing around the student protests that were happening at the time. And so it's like, once we got to know each other, it was fine, but I would always feel my body do this gut defensive reaction mm. and just be like, nah, like that's not like, you know, I'm, I can be criti- as critical of America in France as I am when I'm in America. But at the same time, I can push French people to think multidimensionally about America and Americans in ways that like expands our possible humanity and like the conversation between the two countries. And at the end of my time there, I could have stayed in France actually for my PhD. Uh, and I had already um, 
accepted going to New York, uh, but the PhD in France is like three years as opposed to six. There were all these things. But I was like, I felt my Americanness. I felt like as an American, I had to be at home. I had to work on our political problems. I had to work mm -hmm. on the mess that, you know, my <laughs> white f fucking people made of America. Like running away felt very, it felt very easy and romantic, mm -hmm. but it didn't feel right. It, mm -hmm. it didn't feel mm -hmm. right to stay there. It didn't feel right to make a life in France. France's colonial history wasn't my American history. And I just, yeah. I had to come home, I guess. Yeah. I, and I, I lived with, with Lauren in Paris and we had the same exact experience of feeling so mad that we had to defend him and feeling instinctually like instinctually, I had to defend yeah, yeah, yeah. America while at the yeah. same time really distrusting and disliking the country. Mm. Um, yeah. I found it to be easier uh, to tell people or I had got a better reaction from people when I said I was from New York. Not that I was oh, from the United States. Because yes, everybody loves New York. Yes. Everybody loves New York. That makes, that makes so much sense. I'm very proud to be a New Yorker. Same. Are like, there places that you want to go to but don't because of being queer? Yes. Um, or there have been. When I was in college, I really wanted to study abroad in um, Ghana and uh, or South Africa. And that was like a very complicated thing and I ended up deciding actually I ended up deciding not to study abroad at all mm. because I didn't know if I could handle being that far away from my family for that amount of time um, but as a college student at a school where about 60% of their junior class does study abroad like it's a conversation that they have with the study abroad office has with you as you're like going through your options and doing mm -hmm. your applications and figuring out how you want to do it or if you want to do it um, that's a conversation that they have with you and so that was one time um but just, uh, again, as an American, like, there are places in America where I'm very nervous to go. Right, right. Mm. Um, what about you, Tommy? Well, I mean, okay, so recently producer Alex went to um, to Jamaica. And uh, I was going to go, and it didn't work out because I had too many deadlines and stuff like that. But and I don't know if it's, like, because of American propaganda and, like, global anti-blackness. But yeah. I didn't, I was like, is it, it going to be okay for me to be gay and go to Jamaica? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think... I, I really so appreciate Dennis's point that like I think it's super easy to exoticize or uh, orientalize homophobia mm -hmm. and imagine that there are you know places in the world that are uh, super homophobic in violent ways and that there aren't places at home mm -hmm. even in, mm -hmm. I mean people get shot in the fucking West Village right mm -hmm. so yeah. uh, you know queer antagonistic violence is a global project and mm -hmm. happens everywhere. Um, and you know, this might be my whiteness talking, but I fucking go everywhere. Like I, d I try really hard. I'm like, and I'm also getting to the point where I'm like, the earth is burning down. Like if I die for being a faggot in Abu Dhabi where I went, like then, I, then, then I do. I mean, there is state, you know, um, policies that are anti-gay in that state, but like I could just as easily die from being a faggot in the West village. And that and, is the mm -hmm. truth. You know? That is the and, truth. And I'm trying to sort of understand these global projects and that, that my very existence is counter to those projects. And when, you know, compulsory heteronormativity is a global project and you're visibly queer, you're, that queerness invites violence upon you no matter yep. where you go that's without geography. Uh, and so I just – my thing again, I'm like you won't take traveling away. You will not take – rural spaces away from me and you will not take traveling away from me. I don't mm -hmm. make that much money, but if I want to go on a vacation, I will motherfucking go to that place. Uh, and if violence happens, it fucking happens. I don't know. I guess I get very militant about those types of things. Yeah. And the, and the complexity of answering this question is, you know, at the risk of like making blanket statements and, you know, mm -hmm. being xenophobia light. And I, I do also think that a lot of people who'd venture to answer the question of, Oh, I, do you want to go to any places because they're too homophobic or whatever? You know, there when I was in Europe, I would like say, oh, I would be like, oh, yeah, I live in America. And they're like, oh, that's cool. I'm visiting soon. And I had a person say to me, they were like, I'm 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 going to visit America. I'm going on vacation. Should I bring a gun? Huh. Mm. Because yeah, because yeah. of how they view American state violence, it, yep, which yeah. is totally exactly yeah, correct. Fair, <laughs> yeah, fair, totally, fair, like, totally true. Like you, they're like, oh, do you have loved ones that you've lost to gun violence, right. like all the time? Like there, yeah. we have our own reputation mm -hmm. um, or a, a stereotypes or essentialization or whatever you want to call it um, that comes, you know, with the territory. Yeah. And even not to bring it back to America, but uh, like I lived in Harlem for two and a half years, and so there are times when I would be traveling in America and other 
you know, other cities where it's like a lot of liberal people or whatever. And I'd say, oh, I live in Harlem. And people would be like, oh my gosh, is that dangerous? Is that safe? Like, and I'd be like, still? Like in 2017? Yeah. Like, like I'm getting asked this question. But one thing that I that I will say to your point, friend, which I think is really important is that like, and, it, and for me, like that has never been the reason why I haven't traveled. I either felt like I didn't have the time or I didn't have the money or get in college. I just felt like I wasn't developmentally ready to, to, to do that, to put myself in that situation away from my family. But what I will say is that I'm far more willing and interested in um, putting myself in that circumstance and situation outside of America because I feel like there are so many nuances there that I that I like don't understand that I almost mm. don't feel fully equipped to say I shouldn't go to this place because it's homophobic. Like I don't feel equipped to, to say that mm. or make that determination mm-hmm. because I don't know the context of, of a lot of these places that well. I feel like I understand um, in a general way America better and so – um, I'm more comfortable being like, I'm driving through this state. Like, I don't want to be the one to get out and pump the gas or mm-hmm. like, or, or however it is that I'm feeling, but in a context that I don't know. And that can make, I mean, that's part of what makes traveling dangerous and why I also love traveling to places where I know someone from that place. You know, mm-hmm. like you said about the experience in Belize where your friend and sort of invited you into her home and her family's home there. Mm-hmm. I have one last question that I want to round out the conversation with. And it's something that I actually fight with a lot of homosexuals about. Travel dick? Travel dick. Mm. I don't like having sex in different ways than I have it at home when I'm traveling. For me, everywhere (laughs) I go, my life is filled with the exact same type of dick. But I know so many gay people who are like, I'll have a threesome when I'm traveling or I'll go to the bathhouse when I'm traveling or I'll do X, Y, and Z things when they're traveling, but they wouldn't do that in their normal life. What Mm. Are you you guys like that? I mean – Tommy is like – his face is melting. At this current moment, (laughs) I turn to – the thought Bible, and I open up the book of Joe, chapter 2, verse 4. <laughs> it is better to travel for good dick than to get bad dick local. <laughs> as always. Um, so yeah, that is really my point of reference and spiritual teaching. Yeah, I mean, you only have sex outside of the city you live in, I believe, Fran. Con- I mean, con- I am completely, <laughs> but... I'm going to identify with that remark, too. Not always, but a but lot of times. Yeah. Just, I mm-hmm. don't know. I feel like, I mean, this is the problem, right? I did have the, the first fucking um, impure thought we did was my threesome story yeah. when I was in Baltimore, Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and like, I, I just, I do feel a kind of added freedom if... When I have the opportunity to travel like that, mm. it's it's not that I'm I'm like I can I can have a threesome when I'm outside of the city. It's more like I'm out of the city, and so I feel a, a kind of opening in mm-hmm. general that mm-hmm. opens that that I feel open to other possibilities that I might be more that I that I might be more finger wagging when I'm in the city, or at least that I, there, there's always that feeling of like I don't want to shit where I eat. But then right, it's right, like, right. So then I go someplace mm-hmm. else. And I'm like. Oh, Oh my god, I'm shitting all over this town. <laughs> well, and it's also like there are no strings attached because you'll never see those people again. Never. Right? You know? yeah. What about you, D? Um, I no, I, I'm sort of more like you where I like the consistency. Um, I'm probably but like for me, every sexual encounter really depends on the individuals involved. So like I'm open mm. to like a lot of different things depending on the mm-hmm. circumstance and the person. But it's definitely not a sort of thing where it's like I'm gonna do like I'm gonna be way way more risky or or way more wild when I'm traveling than when I'm um than, than when I'm home. Like for right, me, right, right. me feeling comfortable and safe is like the most important thing. So I always go by those those feelings and that yeah, guidance yeah, and that for me sense. that usually means consistency mm, that makes sense that makes sense I mean don't get me wrong you'll find me at a bathhouse in LA later tonight but, you, yeah. but, but like, we'll also find you at a bathhouse in New York correct <laughs> I'm just like, a hoe everywhere I go right mm-hmm. I, I would try a, a threesome in LA tonight if it's the right situ- situation right, 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 I have right, tried right, right, threesomes right, right. several times in New York like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It, yeah. All, your whole life is a sex vacation everybody yeah. baby thoughts out there oh hashtag <laughs> <laughs> Mm. You know, I'm I'm full. I am full. I'm full. But I feel like I could put one more thing inside of me. Dennis knows how what? I feel. Uh, <laughs> and this week for our dessert, uh, Joe's going to play with us. Yeah, I mean, I, I have something that we can all stick inside of ourselves. We are talking today <laughs> oh, about butt toys. And Dennis and I are going to specifically talk about anal beads. Because if you haven't met the magic of anal beads yet, you must. They're incredible. But, I mean, yes. just to launch off, um, you know, I'm verse, verse, bottom. And there's just something so powerful about sex toys that you can fuck yourself better than any dick could. Oh my and so, like, god, can you, you ever. Like, like when know. you don't 
want to deal with a man but do want to have a dick inside of you, you have this amazing option that's just like plow yourself until you potty. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. I, I can't believe Tommy is. you have popularized now this key catchphrase. You know, I mean I'm the word I'm in the business of words, so come on. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I mean wa- will you walk us through actually like the specifics of why oh. anal beads are amazing and your favorite. Yeah, yeah I mean so anal beads, you know, they have the <laughs> you know, it's just like Sound effects not there are necessary. lots of different sizes. Um, but what's great about them is they like once they're inside, it's just a little string, so your booty hole closes back up again. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. pulling in and pushing out, you know, expands and contracts and expands and contracts. Mm-hmm. And if you've never used them before, when you come, so you have them inside, and then you or someone else pulls them out of you as you come, it like amplifies that sort of rhythmic feeling of opening and closing that your booty mm-hmm. hole does when you have a prostate mm-hmm. orgasm, and it mm-hmm. literally will make you scream whoever's name is doing it to you a majillion times very loudly I hate you uh, it is incredible um, so my first experience with anal beads was um, second semester senior year of college actually they were a gift from the friend that, I, that I've gone to Belize with she gave them to me for my birthday wow yeah, okay. and, full and circle here these, we go and, and these were the thing about these were, th- these were purple sparkly um, oh vibrating <laughs> anal beads so uh, they weren't actually on a string they were on they, they were like made of rubber. I actually don't know yeah, how wand. this could get any gayer. They were it was, they were on a wand, and it was incredibly gay. And so, um, I had I had had virtually no experience with my ass until that at that point. And mm. so, anal beads are also a great like introduction to mm-hmm, anal play mm-hmm. um, for someone who like hasn't done that. So just if, for first time bottoms or straight women out there who are looking to maybe get into into anal play, like that's a good way to get started. They have ones that are on a wand that get bigger as you go down. Yes, and so that's you exactly, can only take up to the size that you want to take. And mm. that's exactly um, what those were. What yeah, those I were for my first time. Too. I my first experience with them. Um, I I was able to get them all the way in, Woo! and again they were vibrating, and the orgasm wow. that I had. You would have thought I was getting pounded. Like my roommate, my sweet mates, like heard me. I it was <laughs> the most unbelievable. They were like, they were like, oh my god, did you did you just finally lose your virginity? And I was like, no, anal beads. <laughs> so, so I love them. I am an anal bead proselytizer. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I remember when I got my first toy. It was like maybe 2004. Five. I can't exactly, but I remember it was like my first, uh, one of my first like boyfriend, boyfriend, one of the first people I hooked up with in the city, uh, this guy named Trey, and he was humongous. And I remember like the first night I spent over at his place, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do mouth stuff on <laughs> yeah. this one. Yeah. I can't really. And so I was Tap like, I, but I, I deeply wanted him to fuck me. And mm. I was just like, I have to get my myself to that place so mm-hmm. then that's when I, I made my first trick to, I think it was maybe Babes in Toyland or something like that mm-hmm. and and I asked the person I was like so I'm trying to work up to this size so help me yeah. and we mm-hmm. did like we did like a little like a little kit you know or yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a little like a little widening and more and more and more and more <laughs> love I also, widening yeah the widening <laughs> Uh, that's yes. just, that <laughs> sounds like a horror story, yep. like a, like a dystopic horror <laughs> story. The from the perspective of a first time bottom. Um, ah! I also have a Hitachi wand, but oh. it, it is very very nice but it is actually for my back so I'm like the only person who has a Hitachi one for my actual back <laughs> oh yeah I do, I do have to say Tommy is what you're saying it's not only great that um, toys can help you expand your own self and change your body to have better sex for other people but also if you're with someone and they don't have a dick you like oh their dick is too small or their dick doesn't get hard or whatever I'm like just fuck me with the dildo mm-hmm. and like having an ample choice of dicks to choose from mm-hmm. that I yep. love all of them just means that when other people are around like so many options and you know all of the weaknesses and faults of our body that make sex so anxious for some of us Mm -hmm. are less if you can just be like oh but also I have dildos I had a guy who like loved fucking me with a dildo I love it you know just like to hold me like to to corkscrew it in and just watch me as I was taking it I love it it. topping and bottoming (laughs) you at home did not see (laughs) those were I also Those think there's just like a Brand. there's a, a cultural stigma against toys in general yep. uh, that makes it feel like it, that toys for some reason are like ex- incredibly kinky or that like toys don't even have a 
a place in like vanilla sex. Right. Like you can even have like normal sex with toys, mm-hmm. yeah. especially if you are two bottoms or two tops, mm-hmm. which I think yeah, a lot of people believe all the time that if you, you know, you're a bottom and you're about to hook up with another bottom, like, oh no, like we can't have sex. It's like, no. Best sex no. ever. That's Best just, sex it's ever. such a failure of the imagination. Totally. Yes. So much. Yes. I've been in gay media for like over five years and when you're, well, more than that, but like when you're in gay media, you get a lot of freebies. So I have like, what is a treasure trove yes. of uh, <laughs> sex toys underneath my bed and Echoing what Joe said, no one can fuck me better than I can fuck me. The most so friend real. thing you've ever so said. <laughs> Sorry. I, one thing that I, that's funny that we're doing this, that we are doing this topic of conversation today, only because I have thought a little bit about whether or not I would want to try topping. And it occurred to me in the last week or two that I, I like obviously could top with the dick that I have or I could also fuck someone with a strap-on. We had a conversation about this we, with you and chastity devices and strap-ons. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... I wonder if I would like that better or if that would get me into the headspace that I might want to be and if I was going to top someone better than me myself. I don't know, but I'm mm. curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it. all stuff that we can try. Or you can get one of those uh, silicone butts or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Those, those butt toys oh and then my fuck God. one of those. Yes. Just see like, mm, am I going to like and this? Just am I going to like yeah. it? Am I going to like yeah. this? To try it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Send me a freebie company who makes that. DMs. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our new home at Forever Dog. Oh my god. (laughs) Deifying it. Our producer is the whole ass snack bar, Alexander (laughs) DePaulo. Not just a snack, a whole snack bar. (laughs) And uh, our social media manager is the woman who gave Alex her Hulu password to watch Killing Eve, (laughs) Christina Tucker. Yeah! (laughs) All that show is amazing. Subscribe, rate, and review us five Five stars on iTunes or Dennis will only bottom for Tic Tac Dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Say it ain't so! Say it ain't so! Get to our reviews! Come on now, save Dennis for the big D. I am Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find me at Hey Teebs, H-E-Y-T-E-E-M-B-S on all irrelevant social media. I'm Joseph Osmondson. You can find me at www.josephosmondson.com. I am Fran. You can find me at Fran Squish Co. on all social media and also Venmo if you're feeling frisky. Mm -hmm. And I'm Dennis Norris II, always looking for the Jumbo D. And you can find me on Twitter at the Earl Denden, T-H-E-E-A-R-L-D-E-N-D-E-N. Find us on Instagram as Gay Sluts Who Read and join us on Facebook and Twitter as Food for Thought Pod, where each week we pin some questions to the top of our page to continue the discussion of this week's main topic. Sign up for our newsletter to see a list of everything we're reading and some extra delectable content at foodforthoughtpodcast.com and finally, send us your questions, thought, concerns, and dick pics. You know what? I don't get dick pics because I always tell people not to. This is Tommy T. Zico. I'm saying I'm feeling a little bit frisky. Why don't you send me some dick pics? Okay! Thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com and as always, that's food, the number four, and thought, spelled how? T-H-O-T Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye! Dong. So, Fran. Yes. I hear you can barely sleep at night. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Guilty as charged. What is standing between you and your happiness? Uh, maybe the inability to get on BetterHelp.com. It's online counseling that's there for you. Um. BetterHelp.com makes it easy to connect with a licensed and professional counselor specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Depression, stress and anxiety, insomnia, trauma, grief. I don't know her. Self-esteem. I truly don't know self-esteem. And <laughs> Never others. heard of her. <laughs> Shit with being queer. Listen, and it's really tough because like, not all of us have health insurance. So um, not all of us have counseling in person like in our budgets you can connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment get help at your own time on your own pace schedule a secure video and phone session and you can start communicating in under 24 hours best of all it's a truly affordable option food for thought listeners you get 10 percent off your first month with the discount code t-h-o-t T-H-O-T. if you've been wanting to talk get started today Go to BetterHelp.com slash T-H-O-T. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you love. 
or at least one you can always change. That's BetterHelp.com slash T-H-O-T, promo code T-H-O-T. T-H-O-T.